0: Are you sick of terrible music, like what Dustin's doing with his mouth noises right now? This episode is sponsored by Musicbed. Find the perfect song for your films with a highly curated roster featuring hundreds of artists, bands, and composers that all sound a lot better than Dustin does, right now as a wedding photo hangover listener you can get your first month of subscription free or you can get 20 percent off a single song purchase just enter the promo code wedding hangover when you check out so that you don't have to have weird noises like what dustin's doing right now it's just making music steve no let's not ever call it that again but steve
1: hey i'm dustin and i'm steve
0: welcome back to the wedding photo hangover podcast the finest phototainment in the world we are an irreverent look at photography this podcast like aspirin will help you recover from your wedding hangover dustin how you doing
1: I am doing okay, Steven. I'm drinking one of my favorite beers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just want to go straight done.
0: into beer talk, just like that. Nothing else, no no, no opener, no goofs. Well, I thought you reason, had to goof them the up reason, for me. I thought Steve, you were going to
1: goof me up. The reason, Steve, I'm drinking one of my favorite beers this evening is in celebration of finishing my contract with the mayor of Fort Wayne. Oh, now you're pushing into follow-up. Am...
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my god. This podcast has a format, and we need There's to stick the to that opener. format.
1: There's the opener is blank.
0: <sighs> the opener is left the blank for you. It was all left didn't blank come for in, you. You didn't told me you anything. had you had the goods. You had the goods. Uh, and then you just brought me down with bummer stories right before we started about how you're working on a dead baby project, and now this.
1: Jeez. Yep. Dead babies need need projects made right, for them. Yeah, Stephen. No,
0: let's let's go straight into beer talk cuz I'm depressed as hell and I need something. So, Dustin, what you got for me, buddy?
1: I am drinking a Southern Tier Brewing Company seasonal special, Stephen. Tonight Ooh, I bring the special. You the one, the only, the pumpkin
0: very imperial
1: nice. pumpkin ale it's the crown jewel of the pumpkin beers um in my opinion and surprisingly though I still like the Elysian one I had a couple weeks ago better than this one but this is you know the epitome of pumpkin ales it's the one everyone flocks to this time of year mhm good stuff but unfortunately they only sell it in these giant bottles how big's <laughs> a bottle
0: 750 milliliter
1: pint it comes in pints yeah i'm getting one it's a pint it's a pint of pumpkin baby but it's pretty good pretty good it's uh it's one i like to drink in a glass i don't know if that's weird or not but
0: no it's not weird at all jen likes to drink all of her beers out of glasses so makes a lot of
1: sense hmm is there a there a psychology to that
0: uh, i think it's supposed to be most beers are made to be drank out of a glass um so even if like you buy a beer in a can you're technically supposed to pour it into a glass and then there's different types of glasses you buy for different types of beer um much like with wine um different type of glasses for the wines you know um, hmm and it's just like the glass complements the beer so like some beer have a, an aroma you're supposed to smell so the glass is shaped different and stuff like that
1: interesting it's been a while
0: since I talked to anybody about this so I don't really retain this information I don't, I don't have a lot of it but <laughs> yeah no we bought like uh, several of those like beer glass sets a while ago that were like uh, all different like styles and shapes of beer glasses for like porters mm-hmm. and Stouts and Pilsners and stuff.
1: No, no, surprisingly not.
0: Yes, there is. It's a beer you buy in Germany, <laughs> called boot beer. I brew it in a boot. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. Dustin, tonight I'm drinking a black <gasps> from Centerpoint Brewing Company. It's a porter. It's a smooth American porter, and it's delicious. Mm. But Dustin, I should
1: tell you. Tell me, Steve.
0: Before I drink this, I drink two other beers. <laughs>
1: I should tell you that I had a delicious Indiana beer, an Indianapolis beer to be precise, that I a brought with me. Great
0: Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like Dustin McKibben.
1: Last weekend. Oh, and uh yeah. you weren't you weren't around. Wait, what? I wasn't around. Yeah, I wasn't you were around dead. Oh, you mean you because were nursing, my family your, was nursing sick. your family back to <laughs> health.
0: No, tonight I went to that uh drinking click event.
1: Oh yeah, how was that?
0: It was a lot of fun. They had a bunch of Fujifilm cameras out for people to play with, and uh, I played You're with to Fuji? a few of them. No, I just I wanted to go and try stuff out. I just thought it'd be fun to meet people, other photographers. And you know what I didn't do? Meet other photographers from
1: Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, there's no photographers there from no, Indianapolis? there are a lot of
0: photographers there from Indianapolis. I just spent the whole night talking to the organizer, who's from Austin, and uh, I spent like maybe 10 minutes talking to one of the models who was there. Because she was super
1: bored, and I was standing by her while she was bored. So, and Steve was like, "Hey, I'm a photographer. You're a model. Let's chat."
0: Yeah, no. She's at like, one point in time, she's like, "Do you want me to like do anything?" And I was like, "Well, I'm a wedding photographer, so I don't really have a need to shoot like a model I want in a you brewery." To get married? Can you get married real quick? I was like, "I'm really enjoying our conversation." <laughs> I felt so awkward it was weird too there were two models in most of the night there was just like a crew of like 20 to 30 guys all with like Fujifilm cameras pointed at the models shooting and so like I just happened to be standing in an area around one of the models when like all the guys were out by the other model and so she mm-hmm. started like talking to me and it's one of those conversations should where you we call just,
1: her the lesser
0: model no I wouldn't say that uh, I would just say another model man we don't, we don't talk down about people when they're doing their job um I would just say that uh she was the model who um got less attention. Well, I would I would say she was the model who was talking to somebody and you could tell she didn't want to be talking to them.
1: <laughs>
0: gotcha. She kept like saying the same things over and over again to me and it's like, Look, I don't want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me. Why is this still happening? <laughs> but you can't just say that to someone she, she was a very nice person you know she wasn't she wasn't trying to be an asshole or anything it was just very clear that she was like counting down the uh, clock you know until it was time for her to go home she was she was done with that uh, thing and I was kind of done with oh. the thing too at that point in time but I wanted to stick around to see if I'd win one of the Fujifilm cameras they were giving away I did and not you did not <laughs> oh. But I did drink some great beers. I know uh, the event took place at Sun King Brewery. I know I give Sun King crap on the podcast every once in a while because uh, most of the beer people drink from there is like um, it's like the the sunlight cream ale. It's like their, mm-hmm. their their top seller, and it's just a terrible, terrible beer.
1: Um, one one of the worst beers.
0: No, oh gosh, you would like it. You like shitty beer. Uh, but tonight I had a <laughs> November Fest and a Troll Storm from them. And they're mm. both absolutely delicious. Like very, November very good Fest. beers. Yeah. November Fest. Who would have thought? It's a Marzen for November. Marzens aren't typically sold that late in the season, but it was very good.
1: Mm. See, I, yeah. I would just want to work for a brewery just to be on their marketing team. Because I feel like the more fun uh, breweries have with their marketing, the more intrigued I am to try their beers. I've got another
0: idea for you guys. This one's called. Christmas in January. Boom. Boom. Nobody expects that.
1: We're calling it cranberry.
0: Hey, guys, I got another idea for you. Christmas in February. Let's never stop Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Year-round Christmas, Christmas in March, Christmas in April. Mm-hmm. We're going to go mm-hmm. all the months, oh, Christmas all the time. That is Christmas how we do it now. Christmas pumpkin ale? Mm-hmm mm mm yeah no you gotta get gotta get that ginger in with those pumpkin spices
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah, but I just wanted to say had two very, very good Sun King beers tonight, you know when Jen and I were in New Harmony, we actually bought two Sun King beers from a brewery there in in the can. They're like limited edition Sun King beers. One was made with three Floyds. I forget who the other one was made with. And uh, we spent way more money than we ever should have spent (laughs) cans of beers on these. We spent $12 a can.
1: $12 a
0: can. They were fantastic (laughs) beers, but uh, I never would have thought in the past that I, Steve Van Elk would spend that much money on anything from Sun King. But, you know, if you go to like the actual brewery, they have a lot of really great stuff there. It's just like the stuff you find at like grocery stores and liquor stores around here. It's just, it's all like made for the lowest common denominator. But anyway, that's enough talk about beer. Dustin, let's move yeah, into uh, follow-up. Let's up. talk about
1: the event. No, let's, I actually want to hear about the actual event, not just the beer and the board models. That's I mean, that, the event for me. I want event to hear about for the, me. Fuji no, that's, the Fuji stuff. Was the Fuji stuff any good?
0: We'll push that back to like a regular topic, you know? Let's, let's get on with the show for now. Let's do some follow-up, Dustin. Mm-hmm. the mayoral campaign it's over
1: it's over it's done yeah
0: let's take a retrospective like, look at it how'd it go
1: uh it was weird it was uh the what would you call it the victory party if you will oh, where oh, they, like, yeah
0: we should mention first before we say anything else dustin won he beat out the other mayoral candidate um and by dustin won, i mean the um candidate dustin was working for one but dustin played an integral no, part no, in that D- dustin, D- dustin won. won dustin won
1: dustin won Dustin Dustin um, beat
0: the shit out of those other man. <laughs> yeah, other it, was mayor like candidates.
1: Six, it was like sixty five percent to thirty five percent. Yeah, that's pretty uh, awesome, they, man. You should be you should called, be proud. They called the vote, uh, or called the um, called it quits after about an hour and a half in.
0: So so this that's, is this is our wrap up of the Dustin Mayor saga right now. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, Dustin? Was it worth it?
1: yeah i mean financially very much worth it um (laughs) but uh i think it would be more fun next time uh if i get an opportunity to do this again in four years um because i would be working for somebody who's not in office because the current mayor um, is not going to run again this is his last term um and so i think i would have more access to creative projects and creative things um, by working with someone who isn't tied to, I can only do political functions and events and marketing and all that good stuff when I'm not working for the city. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, I had several people at the event come up to me and say that they thought that the commercials and the videos were really what uh, propelled the campaign forward and Uh, Made a huge difference. In fact, one of the other candidates uh, for a different position, I made a video for him. And in his thank you address on TV, even said that it was the video that pushed him over because he won by only 100 votes. Ooh, nice. And he thinks that since he was the only person to do a TV commercial, um, that it was the TV commercial that really pushed him over the top. Did he mention, did he name check you? No, uh, he mentioned the mayor's campaign director of marketing which was me so he you were not the campaign name. director
0: of marketing
1: that's just like with the title he slewed together he was like uh, and thanks to uh, Tom Henry's like marketing director digital video person and I was like DMAC, uh, was DMAC attack w- waving my hand All right, right here this guy
0: He's like I don't know what his name was or
1: his company uh, I think it was uh, <laughs> I think it was uh little quesadilla I think it was tiny taco tiny taco made the video and it was spicy spicy uh, but yeah done with that um, they're already starting to figure out who's gonna run in four years which is crazy Um.
0: You got to so control the be... cities.
1: You got to control the cities. I'm trying to control who they pick. So I've been already trying to reach out to people I know and saying like, Hey, let's do this. Let me get your name in the hat, my friend. Uh, I'm, uh, are you asking me? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh my Steve, gosh. You want to run for mayor? Of <laughs> Fort Wayne? No. Find no. a real city. <laughs> Noblesville? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I travel, Steve. I'll do, I'll do video do anywhere. <laughs> I guess you guys got a new mayor in Zionsville. It's like a, it was like a big deal.
0: Uh, is it? Because I don't live there, so who cares?
1: <laughs> One of the people I was filming yesterday was mm-hmm. talking about it. That's pretty oh. cool. Yeah. Anyways, so that's uh, that's it with the mayor. It was kind of bittersweet because uh, it felt like oh, you were super excited that your candidate won, but then you felt like, you know, you get nothing for it. Like, if anything, you lose because you know are no longer paid. <laughs> so it's kind of like a weird weird feeling so if anyone out there that's listening to this has ever uh, worked on a campaign or anything like that um, I'm sure you can relate to the sensation of this like it's I imagine it's kind of like sports it's like you're you're playing the state game and then you win and then it's just nothingness
0: you want to talk about sports you want to talk about sports when last, like two
1: episodes ago, you were like, I'm going to grand slam a home run dunk. It's be, I, let me back the metaphor up, Steven. Let me real re- re- rewind that. It'd be like, if you I'm were gonna kick it through the, the uprights to get the big
0: soccer goal,
1: it would be like, if you were the super assistant coach on the sports team that wins state, you know what I mean? And then you're like, Cool. The quarterback gets the credit. The head coach gets the credit. I'm just the assistant coach that spent all those hours with the quarterback and helped him, you know, perfect that throw and learn the plays. And But I'm excited we won. I feel like I was a part of it.
0: Are you putting in
1: extra hours with the quarterback? Is that what all, you're trying to say? All, all the extra hours. Are,
0: are you saying that you should get the credit for the quarterback's good arm? 100%. And his good brain. Mm. In his scrambling feet. Yeah, I laced his shoes. Okay,
1: got it. Okay.
0: So Dustin, how much time would the quarterback, you know, spend in the pocket typically before he needs to throw?
1: Let's just throw that out there uh well typically we would only eat hot pockets mm,
0: well, and got so
1: it. uh got it. it's i think about a minute and a half to two minutes in the microwave any more than that and then it's it's lava steve now that, it that is we've really lava. exhausted
0: your sports metaphors um dustin so without further ado let's cross over into the drone zone the people want to know Steven. last week you told us you were probably going to buy a Mavic Mini. Did
1: you get it? Did you get it? Uh, I've pulled the trigger I think 3 times now. I've almost pulled the trigger on that Mavic Mini. Um every time I see a Facebook ad, I'm like, "Ooh," and then even DJI today sent me a coupon for like $35 off and that almost pushed me over the over the top. But after further review of the specs, once it was releasing, that it does not shoot raw images, only JPEG. Mm -hmm. And after seeing side-by-side video comparison with the Mavic Pro 2, I just, it still looks too subpar for me, Steven. I Mm -hmm. don't see me using it for anything other than recreational use, and I don't see me recreationally droning. So. The only thing I thought, and I shared this with you earlier, was we do have a wedding in Arizona coming up in January. Could be kind of fun to have a drone that's small, under the radar, so to speak, to fly around to get maybe a couple shots. Are you flying for commercial purposes? No, recreational
0: purposes. At an event you're paid to capture wedding photos for and possibly video.
1: No, no video, just uh, just photos. Just it's but you're being paid to do the photos. Uh, not really. Mm, okay,
0: so just so we're clear, yeah. yeah, if you're flying the Mavic Mini for commercial purposes, which you would be doing, you still fall would under I? all the rules and regulations you would fall under with the Mavic Two Pro, Mavic Pro mm. Two.
1: But it's only two hundred fifty uh, grams. So doesn't matter. Fly.
0: Doesn't matter how many grams it is. What matters there is the commercial use or non commercial use. The under two hundred and fifty grams is for hobbyists only. Are you a hobbyist?
1: Yeah, yeah very much so.
0: <laughs> I love it. I mean I mean that's what I would plead too if I got arrested by the cops. It's just a hobby. Yeah. I wasn't hired
1: to do these drone shots. I'm just, I'm just a hobby agricultural videographer, photographer, Steve.
0: Holy shit, why are there all these why are these all these photos of this
1: bride and groom getting married? What what the hell's going on? I was after the landscape and they just happened to be standing They've there They've ruined my landscape. Oh my gosh. I'm going to okay. see this a out free them. version of Photoshop at home officer. I'll Photoshop them out. I don't want you to stress about this. Oh,
0: so good to yeah. know you didn't actually pull the trigger on the Mavic mini after you said I would. Well, did you watch the video I sent you that Casey Neistat made reviewing I'd it? I'd
1: already seen it. Yeah. I've already mm-hmm. seen that one and like several others. Um, everyone was like, Oh, you know, the, dji had sent one to for free to make a review about we're all gushing about it but they were gushing about its size and portability which for someone who doesn't travel all the time and just you know the for me the mavic pro is already so freaking travel friendly for just you know being in my car did you actually watch casey
0: nice's video because i mean he basically says the image quality isn't as good but
1: you can yeah, fit this one in for, your pocket. So yeah, he says it's for vloggers and YouTubers and people that want to do family vacation videos. Yeah, hobbyists. Which is yeah, it's for hobbyists. If it shot, if it shot raw images, which I I know the only reason it doesn't is because they didn't want to completely cannibalize their Mavic Pro uh, sales,
0: possibly possibly dustin are you Steve, ready to do some real topics
1: i just want to get it out there though you're obviously not buying this right <laughs> what? do i look like someone who throws money away at things they'll
0: never hardly ever use a hundred percent yep i might need to pick one up for my teaching course that i'm doing on
1: <laughs> there you go
0: you know I, the students gotta have something to practice on i'm not gonna let them practice on my mavic that costs real mm-hmm. money almost twice as much as this mavic mini which still puts it at about half as much as the mavic pro 2 man steven oh dustin dustin um So this week, I had a commercial slash corporate shoot, and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit with everybody out there. So Mm -hmm. Jen and I are kind of trying to push more into the corporate commercial sort of world with our photography, Um, just because we don't want to always be working on weekends, and we actually like working with corporations because they come back to you year after year to do more work. You know, there's a lot of reasons behind it. Because you're
1: a corporate sellout. I yeah, understand. I'm a
0: shill. You know how it is, buddy. Have mm-hmm. I told you how much I
1: love Mountain Dew? Brought to you by Pepsi. It's my favorite drink. This podcast is sponsored by Coke this week, Steve. I got one from the
0: Taco Bell.
1: It's sponsored
0: by Coke, but it's also sponsored by Yum Foods, which is owned by Pepsi. So, you know. Gotta rap Awkward. got a rap Awkward. Um, yeah. So I was doing a like corporate commercial type shoot this week, um, helping a client do a bunch of photos so they could like make a bunch of mock ups for one of their clients, basically. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about this for a second. Doesn't how do those sorts of jobs typically come
1: to you? Come to me? Yeah. Cause I know you do a lot of stuff like this, a lot more than I do. Oh man, it's, it comes from all over the place. Uh, typically it's a recommendation from like somebody that knows me and they are be like, Oh, Hey, have you ever had photos taken or know anyone that does it? And they, it's all word of mouth for me. That's awesome. When corporate clients come in. Yep. So, I
0: mean, this was, uh, this is technically a friend of mine from high school and mm-hmm. about
1: so I don't have any friends. <laughs>
0: about two months ago he doesn't live in indy he lives outside of indy but he was back in town for work and asked if i wanted to go out for a beer and i was like yeah hell yeah dude i haven't seen you in forever so we went out for a beer and we were just kind of talking about like what we were both doing professionally now and he was like "Are weddings what you always want to be doing or what would you want to do and i was like to be honest i love weddings i would love to keep doing them until you know i can't anymore but which is this year yeah, <laughs> which is next week. <laughs> um, no. But I really want to. Uh, I, I really want to get more into working with more commercial and corporate like type clients, and I really would love to do more of that kind of work. And you know, I just kind of put it out there. I did not think of to myself that he was somebody who would ever be in a position to hire me. But like a month later, he called me up and he was like, "Hey, I actually have something I'm doing photo wise in indie. Are you available?" So, I just wanted to throw that out there to our listeners. If you want to do something, it super helps to just say to other people you want to do it. Because you never know what will come up from it. Mm -hmm. So, that was really all I wanted to say. But I also wanted to share, while I was doing the shoot, I had a weird, I had a weird Buscemi problem.
1: Mmm. A case of the Buscemi's? Yeah. They make Uh, cream for that. Do they? Do they? It's like a smoothing gel. A smoothing gel.
0: So, um, while I was on the shoot, so uh, listeners of the show might know Andy Buscemi from the Wedding Photographers Unite podcast. Oh, Um, Andy. Not Steve Buscemi.
1: I'm very good friends (laughs)
0: with Steve Buscemi, uh, but we're not talking about him this week. But Andy Buscemi... (laughs) I had sent him a message just uh, about something he had said in Wedding Photographers Unite, which I do every once in a while. Um, And and he's like a really nice, good human being and he's fun to talk to. But he He shoots Sony, messaged me back, just so happened to message me back through Facebook while I was on the shoot. And I'm like shooting photos of like these phones and tablets and stuff. And all of a sudden, from my pocket, I just hear, Hello, hello, hey. Hello? He had sent me a message on Facebook and somehow in my pocket I had picked it up or I had tried to call him, do a video call back to him. And then my favorite nice. part of the whole thing was he just goes, is this intentional? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he was just like, oh gosh, Steve, is this a prank?
1: <laughs> so what'd you tell the client? Oh, I keep a small person in my pocket. Uh, it's like kind of a Tamagotchi type thing.
0: If it had been, if my friend who had hired me for it had been there, he would have just laughed his ass off. Um, But he wasn't there, and instead it was, like, the chief designer who was with me that day. And there was, like, a second where I was just embarrassed out of my mind, and my face was red. And, like, I picked the phone up, and I was like, hey, Andy, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm actually on a shoot right now. I will talk to you later. Um, And then the the designer just started busting up laughing. (laughs) So it all worked out in the end, but it was very embarrassing for a few seconds. And, uh, the rest of the day, whenever like anything went wrong, the uh, designer would just look at me and go, is this intentional? (laughs) Did anything else go wrong, Steve? Everything went wrong. It was a shoot, man. (laughs) Every five seconds, something goes wrong and you have to fix it. That's what being a photographer
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you learn the most about your craft when something goes wrong. Yeah. So without
0: further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone.
1: For example, I was doing a home last week with my drone and realized I had forgotten the cable that comes with the drone remote that connects to your phone yeah and uh i was trying to figure out a way to fly the drone with just my phone and no remote yeah you can do that couldn't figure it out and then i realized okay what if i try to plug in my normal iphone charging cable into the bottom of the remote did that work and that worked nice so moral of the story is always keep a spare iPhone cord in your glove box. Was it USB C to Lightning or So the the normal cord that comes with the remote that you that I normally use is yeah, it's USB-C to Lightning that comes or I don't know, it's it's not USB C, it's like some sort of micro USB. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's like a square end. It's like some DJI proprietary micro usb thing Uh um but it's what their charger uses to charge the remote okay so that it can be both anyways i'm guessing
0: it's micro usb and it's not proprietary and you just don't know what that is
1: because you are on all apple stuff but it sounds but it sounds really good when i say it like that Mm -hmm. um but anyways so i charged the remote the night before and forgot to put back in the cable um for my phone and so then i got all the way out an hour away to shoot this farm And I was like, oh shit, don't have the cable. Nice. (laughs) And what's funny is, I wasn't even going to do drone for this property. Uh, And then right before I left, I was like, do you guys, I always try to upsell the drone, Mm -hmm. like right as I go. You're like, do you guys need Uh, drone shots from somebody who doesn't have a Part 107 license? Yeah. Do you guys just like, I'm a certified dronographer. Uh, Do you guys need like a couple quick drone shots before I go? It's my treat. So now... No, don't pay me for it.
0: Now that we're already here in the drone zone, Dustin, um, do you want to tell everybody about what happened with you this week? Your, your amazing story about the no-fly zone.
1: Uh, sure, Steven. I'd, I'd love to share my uh, my fully licensed, fully uh, legal uh, drone story. Part 107. Um, part 107 and 108. I have all the parts. Um, so... I fly my drone for real estate purposes, um, and there's this huge amount of area, acreage, whatever you want to call it, around a non-commercial airport that never gets used. But a few months ago, they expanded the no-fly zone around this little strip, this little runway... Um, to include a giant west side of Fort Wayne where I live and shoot. And uh, to where it included numerous neighborhoods and areas in which I shoot often in. And so I've been trying <laughs> to figure out a way around this for the life of me couldn't figure it out. Uh, nearly bought a hacked drone <laughs> um, from Russia last week. Was it a Mavic Mini? To, pre-release. It was a uh, Spark. Uh, there's... they have been able to hack the sparks and uh their remotes and turn off the no-fly zone it like somehow ch- jumbles the gps in them or something
0: mm, fun times well, that I doesn't sound like something that. that could be don't used by that. terrible people
1: yeah so um was gonna go that route when upon research i discovered a Back door into DJ's website where you can submit an application to be granted access to no-fly zones Um, And I was like, well, what do I have to lose? Um, I've got three homes coming up uh, this week in that area So what the heck why not? And so I I submitted my application Um, They asked me for a copy of my part 107 um, Which I do not have so I submitted a picture of a farm uh listed that i was a farmtographer and um and just made a bunch of bs up about how i shoot farms for fun not and for paying not for commercial just for i didn't fun. say for commercial for residential for fun i just said that's what i do because um, i mean for the most part it is very farmy there there's just also a lot of neighborhoods kind of sprinkled throughout and um and so, yeah. The next morning, I get an email from DJI saying I've been approved a one-year license to fly in that no-fly zone, um, <laughs> and that my my drone would be updated automatically. So I can now fly in that <laughs> zone. They let you into that zone. I, I'm in that zone, they baby. Let you into that zone. The best part is on my drone uh, under. When you go to your uh, no-fly zone licenses, if you have that menu option, uh, it says farm license um, (laughs) under uh, my licenses. Farm license. So I'm I'm now a licensed farm drone operator.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You did not tell me that on the phone the other day. (laughs) Yeah. Farm license.
1: So uh, yippee-io, Stephen.
0: Dustin, I ran into a weird problem the other day I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Have you ever had somebody send you photos to edit Mm -hmm. through Google Photos or Google Drive?
1: Um, Typically, people don't send me photos, Stephen. I'm I'm a photographer. Your second shooters? Um,
0: This is one of our associate shooters who sent us a bunch of photos through Google Drive.
1: Uh, see, we don't use Google Drive. Lily used to use Google Drive. And this year, uh, actually just a couple months ago, actually, I finally converted her to Dropbox. And it has been so heavenly. Yes. Yes. Um, Dropbox is quite
0: heavenly compared to Google Drive. for And she, she realizes reasons.
1: it too. Because we would used to like, you know, dump photos into her Google Drive for her to take with her for social media posting. Mm-hmm. And then she'd have to download them from Google drive to her computer when she got home and with Dropbox, they're just there. Why? Yeah. I just, I drop I export them out of Lightroom right into Dropbox. She wakes up the next morning. Boom. They're already on her computer in her Dropbox account. Yes.
0: That's the great Magic. thing about Dropbox. Um, doesn't Lily use Apple though?
1: Can you guys just do iCloud? Now she, now she uses Apple. Uh, she originally was on a PC with an Android phone. Uh, no, an iPhone. Okay. I don't know anything about iCloud. That's like a an whole another animal. I have like a terabyte of <laughs> iCloud storage, maybe more. I don't know, and I've never once used it for anything other than backing up my phone.
0: All right, well, that's that's great. Um, just stick I'm with sure I have Adobe
1: then. Cloud too. I'm pr- I probably have all the clouds. You I have a freaking meteorological storm brewing, Stephen. So we
0: had a shooter send us 45 gigs worth of data, mm-hmm, photo wise, pretty
1: standard stuff. For an engagement shoot that she shot. Holy shit. Yeah. Very, very big files. Oh, probably shooting Canon, right? N- Canon files. Are, oh, Nikon. that's two cameras or one? Just one. That's pretty weird. I normally, about 20. Oh, she was, uh, it's one of our associate shooters and. Oh, she probably has an 850, yes. right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah.
0: Uh, So she, shot, she sent us 45 gigs worth of photos. It was um 1,400 photos total, I think. Just about. Yeah, that sounds about right. And um, Jen tried to download them from Google. Couldn't do it. I tried to download them from Google. Couldn't do it. I could download them if I did them one at a time, but not like oh. the whole thing, you know? And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. So we we're going to just meet up with her. She lives like 20 minutes away from us, get the photos, like her SD card, transfer them over to our computer, send her SD card back. And then I was listening to... Listening to another podcast, Dustin. I'm so sorry. Forgive me for I've sinned. Cheating on us. <laughs> Cheating on us. It is a little sin of listening to other podcasts. I was listening to one of my favorite uh, podcasts. It was it's called Reconcilable Differences. If you ever hear us at the beginning say follow up trademark John Syracuse, I don't. Reconcilable Differences is one of John Syracuse's podcasts, and on it they were talking about Google Photos and this weird thing where like Google Photos isn't tagging people's faces anymore. And one of the ways people had found to fix it was to delete all the photos from their Google Photos and then re-upload them all. But if you don't have all the photos saved somewhere, you have to download them all before you re-upload them. And that's when they said the magic word, the the, the magic sentence, which was for one of their friends who did it, they found out Google Photos has a limit Mm -hmm. of only being able to download 500 photos at a time. So, all the photos that our associate shooter had set. Yeah. So, I had to download them in three chunks of 500 photos as opposed to downloading all of them at a time, which made it something manageable that I could do. And we didn't have to meet up with our associate shooter somewhere to get all the photos from her. So, just Hmm. thought that was an interesting thing for anybody out there who's using Google Photos or Google Drive to get Dropbox for Teams. Uh, Yes. Yes. It might be time for that. We'll, we'll look into it, Dustin. We'll look into it, Dustin. Did you want to talk to me about the Fuji film cameras I use tonight, or do you want to talk about something else from our show notes? We got time for one more thing before we go into Q and A.
1: Let's talk about this Google Pixel.
0: You want you want to talk about the Google Pixel? Out of all I the want damn you to things, tell me about it. Google pixel four comes with a face retouching feature. So the Google pixel four, which is a new phone that just came out,
1: um, made a most, decision. Most listeners probably haven't even heard of because it's not an yes. iPhone. The designer
0: I was working with for that commercial shoot I was doing, she mm-hmm. has a Google pixel. Because she uploads everything to Google Photos and she gets like free, you get, a, I think it's two terabytes of free storage under your Google Photos and Google Drive if you have a Google Pixel. So and you were like, there's benefits to that. But
1: but it's not an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you ever do that with not an iPhone? We would want not an iPhone. Did you ask her, does she still have an iPhone 2? No, she
0: does not. The, she has a MacBook, Mac? no iPhone though. It's so weird. Wow. Um, so weird. So basically, the, team at google who's working on the pixel 4 they created a new thing software wise uh where they do face retouching and basically what they're doing is they're they're making your skin they're doing like skin smoothing type stuff so getting rid of wrinkles Steven, and stuff
1: like that making your skin look smoother. does instagram already do this on an iphone
0: yeah, but it does a real shitty job. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Instagram filters that people put on? They look so not, bad.
1: Not even filters. Like, I feel like it does it. I've done some side-by-sides. Uh, oh, that's just crappy
0: compression, Dustin. That's, that's not something they've been doing on purpose to your face. It,
1: comp- it compresses to the point where I'm retouched, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's... I look, I look 10 years younger.
0: When I mean, I'm compressed. yeah, no, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want to say. I look 10 I, years I younger too, but that's because I'm still using when a photo from here. 10 years ago as <laughs> my profile
1: picture. Well, um, you run it through that Instagram compression, Steve. So you go look 10 again. Yeah. So,
0: Ashley Carmen, writing for The Verge, wrote about um, what they did here. And b- basically, they're trying to make it look like somebody removed like zits and wrinkles from your face. And just like looking at the story, just we'll, don't get we'll, include, we'll include a link in our show notes for everybody to look at. But basically, it's just like smoothing people's faces out. And uh, if I had to give my personal opinion on it, I don't think it looks very good. I think uh, it kind of takes a lot of the character away from the person's face. But they specifically spoke to wedding photographers about this because wedding photographers have to remove or sometimes have to do retouching on people's faces to get rid of acne and stuff like that. So they were good people to, uh, get in contact with, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all I can think when I hear that is what, 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 what wedding photographers are using a pixel for to shoot photos? I know. Yeah. If you're a real wedding photographer, you have an iPhone 11 pro that you're shooting all your photos with. Everybody knows this.
1: That's what I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, but like it was all all over Twitter for like the last week and a half that uh, Google talked to wedding photographers about face retouching and stuff because wedding photographers are the sort of photographers who aren't going to cross any lines, like making people look unrecognizable basically was the idea behind it, I think. So uh, yeah, that, that was all there really was to that story. Dustin, are you glad we talked about that? Are you glad?
1: Yeah, it was uh, enlightening. Boring. Gave me enough time to buy a new domain name. Oh, what was the new domain Santa name? SantaFortWayne.com. dot <laughs> com. Sexy Santa. Mmm. Now you're talking. I mean, you
0: said for your Santa sessions, you're going for Kurt Russell in that Santa movie. That's a sexy Santa. That's true. If I've ever seen a sexy Santa. <laughs> no. It is true. I've seen a lot of sexy Santas.
1: <laughs> Have you and Jennifer done Santa sessions? No. Hmm. Why are you doing Santa, Santa Sessions? Why am I doing it? Yeah. Why? Uh, Petapixel did an article last year, I believe. We might have talked about it on this very podcast, actually. Not sure. Yes, we did. Because I don't listen. Um, about this photographer who made like $30,000 in one weekend uh, doing this. Yeah. How, how much are you
0: projected to make at your Santa Sessions that you're selling at $50 a pop?
1: Way $50 too a little. Pop
0: way too little
1: book every single time slot every single session uh we stand to make seven thousand dollars uh before expenses um so if it goes well and it goes you know it goes really well next year we'll probably double what we charge so
0: just just so everybody out there for myself that means 140 time slots
1: yeah yep (laughs)
0: Dustin, that is utterly ridiculous. You told me you were shooting these out of your house. Do you have mm-hmm. the kind of road access where you could have
1: 140 people show up over the course of two days? Uh, we're only we're only having five families per hour, mm. so or five kids, just depending on how they decide to pay for it. Um, or five dogs, or five adults. You know, we're not bias to any specific age genre or gender or I hope your
0: studio manager is going to be there for both days and that she is on the ball getting those people through up for their photo and then out the door and on their way as quickly as possible oh yeah she's gonna be be rough too oh my gosh why why is she working for you oh quit right now Lily quit right now Lily I know you listen quit quit
1: it was actually lily's idea to do oh this. my gosh lily no <laughs> lily
0: lily lily do your own santa sessions you don't need to do this with dustin <laughs> it's
1: probably true probably true but we'll learn a ton this year that's why i didn't want to charge a lot um because i wanted to really figure you're out. undercharging i I, I understand not wanting to charge a lot, but $50 per session
0: is way below market value for that. You should be higher. You should at least be at 100 I would well, say I you at, should be at 150 personally.
1: Well, I looked at what the average Santa at the mall, like the package. You're not competing with Santa at the mall.
0: You're providing an elite premier experience. People aren't going to a busy mall where their children are going to be like... Buy me that toy, buy me that toy I just need toys to be happy Not love
1: They're coming to your house Where you bring love to them Oh, What they don't realize is we have a Partnership with Amazon Partnership with Amazon where we're going to have All these toys on shelves That we're going to be shoving down their throats When they get here (laughs)
0: That's right, child. Just put this next to your father or mother's phone, have them scan it, and Amazon will ship it straight to the house.
1: Exactly. Precisely. The only, the biggest hiccup and what I'm most afraid of, Stephen, is the fact that my house is not yet on Google Maps. (laughs) So that's going to be the biggest hangup of this whole ordeal.
0: Why are you doing it at your house? If, If you were serious about this, why didn't you run a studio space?
1: Because I'm trying to keep my costs low, Steven.
0: Dustin, if you want to play, if you want to be a big dog playing in the big dog games, you got to take some risks.
1: And maybe next year I will do it at a studio, but this year I wanted to prove proof of concept that there was enough people out there interested at even the $50 price point before next year I jack it up to like $150 or yeah, something. Yeah, you
0: know what's going to happen next year? I used to like this service back when it was $50. Now it's $150. I'm leaving a one-star review.
1: Piss poor. uh, Except there's nowhere to leave a review. Really? They
0: don't know where Dustin and Corinne is online? They can't look up Uh, Dustin and Corinne? We're
1: we're SantaFortWayne.com, Stephen. There's no Dustin, no Corinne.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure so many people would be so confused by your clever ruse. Thanks, Steve. We're Easter Bunny com <laughs> in the spring. That's in the spring. Jack Skellington com in the fall. And in the summer, Uncle Sam
1: Fort Wayne. <laughs> April sessions with Uncle Sammy. Bring your tax returns.
0: I was thinking Fourth of July, but... Oh, oh. April is more Easter bunny time, right?
1: Uh, I'll try to kill two birds with one stone. Kids get the bunny. Adults get Sam. Yeah. You can have a leprechaun there too for. Oh, there you go. St. Yeah.
0: One (laughs) week. You know, if you plan it in February, you could also do a St. Valentine and a Cupid.
1: Aww. You could just become known (laughs) just for these sessions. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm getting out of weddings Steve. I'm just doing you themed holiday sessions. You gotta get a studio sessions. if you're doing
0: themed holiday <laughs> sessions. You can't do this at your house. How many crazy people are going to know where you live after this?
1: That wasn't a concern of mine until you said it the other day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what kind of person does a Google search for Santa Claus Fort Wayne? A crazy person.
1: A crazy person. Doesn't uh, but we're not giving out our address until they book. So there at least is that you know yeah, yeah So all they have to secrecy. do is book and then they'll know where all the camera gear is kept and then even then they can't find our house because we're not on the maps yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a good point i guess you do have a little bit of baked in protection there security yeah. through
1: obscurity as they call it <laughs> so we're probably gonna have to like put a man out on like the main street in a yellow poncho and Let's call him Hank. And he the, will take the burger This is costing you, you more layer. and
0: more money. First, you got to hire a Santa. Then, you got to find a place for everybody to park. You got to have a parking attendant. Now, you got to have a man directing traffic just so people can get to your house. You have to have Lily. That's one elf. Santa doesn't just have one elf, Santa has multiple elves. How many other elves are you hiring? Are you dressing Charlie uh, 12, and Max up like elves?
1: elves? We're going to have 12 elves. We're calling them the elf dwarves. And uh there might be a Snow White in there too. We're just gonna mix a couple of different storylines. A
0: Snow White dressed Santa's, like Mrs. claus
1: Santa's now the father of Snow White. And, and that's good. I, I thought it was gonna go the other the way.
0: I thought it was gonna be <laughs> Santa's mistress. I'm I'm glad it was Santa's daughter. Uh yeah. doesn't you're dirty, Steve. Doesn't work dirty. What, man. what do you want to know about these Fuji film cameras I was playing with tonight?
1: Uh from well, from everything I've heard you talk about in the past it's a real shitty system really not worth I don't like in. I don't like
0: the way the bokeh looks and I don't like the way like like I just I don't like the look of it the color science like behind it like the colors are actually really good I think the colors are probably the closest I've seen to Canon colors when I look at the rest of the the the, the cameras out there and Canon colors are the best and that is not an opinion that is mm. fact
1: Mm, factually, an opinion of yours uh,
0: you know me and daddy Trump. our opinions are fact. Welcome to America Welcome to America, my friend. So here in America uh, I, the best. I want you to go to
1: the Wikipedia page for color science, and I just want you to write in there a little you know addendum. By the way, canon cameras make the best color reproduction. <laughs> I would or love Or skin yeah. tones.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, so, I love Canon. Um, that's that's just a fact here on the podcast. Um, everybody knows that. Fujifilm, I feel like, is the closest that comes color-wise. Um, but I don't really like Fujifilm as far as, like, bokeh and stuff like that goes. Um, I just feel like it doesn't look great. But I was playing around with the cameras tonight because there's a free event and they're giving
1: away stuff and
0: I could drink Which beer. Which
1: cameras? Um, they had all of them i don't know anything about them
0: uh they had their medium format cameras then they
1: had all their uh crop
0: sensor cameras like their their cameras How's that the people medium like medium
1: format one that's the only one
0: that really so fun. I played with one of the medium format ones, but unfortunately, when I was playing with it, the only uh lens they had available because they they had like several medium format bodies and several lenses for them, and uh all the lenses were taken except for an f four lens. And I'm inside of a brewery. It was like a 32 to 64 f4 lens. And it was just like, I guess I could do slow shutter long exposures. I don't know. Where's my tripod? I could bump the ISO up to (laughs) 62,000. It was was not the greatest. So, yeah, I got rid of that and uh, I got my hands on the X Pro 3 with a 56 millimeter f1.2. And that was that was money. I like that a lot. But
1: if my photo college education serves me right, an F4 on a medium format, though, is like an F2.8? For, like, bokeh and stuff like that,
0: yes. Yeah. But for having enough available light in a brewery, it's still an F4. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was still, like, I had to crank the ISO to get it anything usable but i mean i haven't looked at the photos yet maybe when i look at the photos i'll be like oh no it's totally worth it even with this super high iso who cares Mm -hmm. like give them all my money i need this medium format um but yeah so uh the thing i really hated about the medium format is it's small like it's smaller than a canon or a nikon dslr you know and um i've heard other people complain about like not having a place for their pinky and i always just thought it was hogwash like crazy hogwash but um it's a real thing and my pinky kept like sliding underneath the camera and then this mm. giant f4 lens 32 to 62 or whatever it was 64 or whatever it was which weighed so much uh was on top of this giant medium format thing but it was like a thin medium format and uh it was all like weighing on my pinky and it felt really uncomfortable and i was like i i guess i kind of get it now um then when i picked up the x pro 3 it was just so light, and even with the 56 millimeter F1.2, it was still just
1: incredibly light, and it felt great in my hands, and I loved it. How does it compare weight-wise to like an A6500 from Sony?
0: I don't know, because it's been a very long time since I had one of those in my hands, but I would say pretty similar. Um, last time I had one of those in my hands was like a year ago, working with you, so... Uh, the thing gotcha. about the 56 millimeter f1.2 lens from fujifilm is it was incredibly small and lightweight like if you get like one of the 50 millimeter f1.2 lenses from canon you know those things are monstrous they're gigantic and they're super heavy
1: but and this, they're for a full frame yeah
0: and for this 56 That's millimeter f1.2 crop sensor lens which is like a 70 millimeter Right, Not if it's made for the crop sensor, but I don't really know if it's made for the crop sensor or not. But I assume it was since it was so tiny, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it The felt- question is, do they carry over the conversion of millimeters based on crop sensors or based on full frame? That's the debate. Pretty certain it's based on full frame. Because Nikon and Sony still do their millimeters based on full frame, even though they make crop sensor cameras i believe Canon. i don't know if canon makes crop sensor lenses or not that do they
0: yeah their uh m their m series of cameras for the mirrorless are all uh crop and the m lenses only work on the m series of cameras they don't work on like the r series the EOS R. so oh interesting but yeah, no, I, I really like the X Pro 3. That was a, that was, felt really nice. I still have to look at the photos to see if they were any good, but um, I enjoyed that one.
1: All righty. Should we move into some questions, Steve? Oh, Dustin, I thought you'd never
0: ask. Uh, but first, we should go back. We got another message from our sponsors this week. Ooh. Have you ever been stuck working on a video project because all the music you find is terrible? Mm Mm-hmm, I have. Sometimes finding music is the worst part of making videos. Well, Musicbed is here to help because they've been there too. And that's actually the entire reason their whole platform exists. Is it? They collaborate with hundreds of artists, bands, and composers to make the music-finding situation
1: easier because they can provide you with good music. So let me get this straight, Steve. I can go on to Musicbed's site and I can download a song and I don't have to worry about YouTube taking my video down? That's absolutely right, Dustin. Whoa. That's a uh,
0: part of Musicbed's whole thing with their YouTube clearance with Sync ID.
1: Do they have something where like, I can download music all the time without having to worry about like a bride not liking a song and I can switch it out? Do they have anything like that? Yeah, you can get a
0: subscription what? like Netflix to MusicBed. And if you use the code WeddingHangover, that's all one word, uh, you get your first month free. Sounds sounds like a great service, Steve. But if you didn't want to do a subscription, you could also just get 20% off a single song license with code Wedding Hangover.
1: Okay, that works too.
0: So all you have to do is go to musicbed.com and use promo code WEDDING hangover when you sign up for an account. Have you ever spent hours and hours just searching for music on like the the royalty-free sites where it's all stuff that uh,
1: has, is in the public domain? Because it's terrible. All the music there is terrible. I know typically I just go on to other people's wedding videos and I just rip the music off of their videos and just assume that they must have licensed it or found it from somewhere so it has to be good you just pull the vows out with it in the toast, Mm -hmm.
0: and you just throw that in your
1: video who cares typically their vows are better so (laughs) then i just sync it up with their mouths
0: so if you don't want to find yourself in that sticky situation that dustin often finds himself in when he's sinking mouse
1: (laughs) i'm all about that mouse
0: sinking then head on over to Musicbed and use code WEDDINGHANGOVER right now. Do it. Check the link in the show notes if you want to get started. Let's do some Q&A.
1: But, us do it.
0: All right, Dustin. Nick from a random Facebook group says, so I got a proposal session. The girl mm-hmm. says no. It's so messed up. How'd you handle this kind of situation Do you still deliver the photos? Hmm. that's and tell me you still deliver those photos?
1: Wow that is a that is a situation that I would not want to be in yeah that's why um, I bumped
0: this random Facebook group question to the top of the list
1: yeah no that that's a good one that is a good one Nick from a random Facebook group. Um. Wow. 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 I would love to be a fly on the wall for that photographer's uh, you, reaction. Do you
0: want to role play this? Is that what you want to role play it with me, okay.
1: Steve? I'd love to. Who am I, Melinda? Melinda. Melinda, Melinda. I.
0: I need you to know I love you so incredibly much, and the past three weeks with you have been the greatest three weeks of my entire life, Melinda.
1: Will yes, you marry Jacques. me? <gasps> Jacques, we just met not more than three weeks ago. I, I, I
0: cannot marry you. I'm sorry, Melinda. I, my name is Jack. Jacques, it's
1: what I said. I cannot marry you.
0: M- Melinda, again. My name is Jack, and... I know English isn't your first language, but it really sounds like you're saying I can marry you. Is is that what I'm hearing? I'm hearing I can marry you. It's uh, Jacques, he is the man with the camera photographing us. Yeah, I brought, I brought him here. This is the most wonderful day of my entire life, and I'm just so pleased to share this with you, this very special moment, as we embark on the rest of our life, which will hopefully be longer than the three weeks that we already know on each other.
1: Jacques, Jacques, this is very inappropriate. You are my student. I am your teacher. This is a tutoring session. <laughs>
0: Melinda, I love that you think you're the teacher here, but I'm
1: actually teaching you English. I'm the teacher. You come study abroad in our country. (laughs) You come see Eiffel Tower. And all you want to do is marry me. Inappropriate, Jacques. I must go now.
0: Melinda, you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Please take the
1: photographer. (laughs) I'm
0: glad that in our role-playing session, it ended with, please pay the photographer.
1: <laughs> Melinda, mm. I paid him in advance. Good. Give him a bouquet.
0: <laughs> Mr. Photographer, here's a tip. It's it's a big hat and uh, a bottle of wine. Thank you so much for your service.
1: No gelato?
0: God bless the USA. God bless the USA
1: oh man yeah that's uh i guess the moral of the story here ladies and gentlemen if you're uh still with us through that Um, dustin makes
0: a fantastic melinda oh my gosh i had chills mm. listening to you uh all the hairs on the back of my neck stood on end i felt swept away in the moment i really felt you taking on the melinda character um and in the end i still don't know if i'm talking to melinda or i'm talking to dustin this
1: this is an amazing
0: performance
1: Um, But the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, if you are still with us here, um, is get paid in advance for proposal (laughs) sessions. It's not something I really thought of, of enforcing, but now that I've seen Nick's story, 100% paid for in advance, which I mean, now that I think about it, I get paid for in advance all sessions before I show up. But as far as delivering the Photos um, I think that's That's just one you'd have to have with whoever Paid you to be there um, After they Drown themselves in their sorrows
0: Yeah so I imagine it goes like this Nick um, approaches Jacques And it's just like Jacques, Jack I can't ever really tell what to call you Because Melinda, the love of your life Could never seem to get it right Mm -hmm. But Here are the photos from the <laughs> engagement and i just i really feel like we knocked this proposal out of the park and you know i just oh i see you crying and yeah it's it's touching to me too and i feel emotionally moved um as i look through the photos i cried several times too just thinking about the happiness that could have been that could have been if only she had loved you back um
1: but so, she could come around, and so you definitely want these photos in the event that she comes around and changes her mind.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, no.
1: Or also, you can hire me for what we call the reproposal session, where you try again in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Just keep doing this until it happens. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's not toxic. Um, you
0: shouldn't go to jail for... Continuously but in the meantime,
1: this woman In the meantime Jack I, let, let me just show you I've got this little pamphlet here I wanted to go through with you um, We can do a Like a, a lay flat book With these photos um, We have some great canvas and acrylic Options Um. Oh Nick, Nick I, I appreciate
0: all this Please I, I hear you calling me Jack but Please call me Jacques It's what <laughs> Melinda would have wanted <laughs> I will continue to live my life Mm -hmm, trying to be the mm -hmm. man Melinda wanted me to be which is a different man with more money who didn't cheat on her
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. possibly one that's more her age one that's not her student Mm -hmm. one that's possibly not someone being tutored by her yes
0: I still hold that I was tutoring her but yes
1: (laughs) age is but a number
0: age is but a number in this cruel cruel uh, world.
1: Speaking of numbers, most people tip me, Jacques, after these sessions. Um Let me go get uh, another baguette. <laughs> I hear
0: what you're saying, buddy. <laughs> Just <laughs> there might be a few tears on it. A little little salty baguette mm. never hurt no one though.
1: But don't they call that French butter? <laughs> Duck butter. <laughs> <laughs> Parisian butter. That's that's what they call it. My rant. Known as
0: Heartbroke Tears. I'm so, so disappointed I flew you from the United (laughs) States to Paris for this now. Oh, oh, hey, uh, Nick, do you think you could refund me any of that money? Uh, She did take the ring, even though she said no.
1: Yeah. uh, Jacques unfortunately we have a pretty strict no refund policy uh, as soon as you pay us uh the money actually gets reinvested in cryptocurrency then transferred to a cayman account um nick i actually actually nick
0: on your pinky finger there um it it actually looks like the ring i bought for melinda mm, nick awkward. did you did, did melinda give you the ring after after she took it away from me
1: so you kind of caught me here, Jacques. So I'm actually running an elaborate proposal scheme where we And you're just gonna
0: tell me this.
1: <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, uh Jacques, I feel like I have to shed some light on the scenario. Nick, were
0: you Melinda the whole time?
1: <laughs> it's true. I just Nick, Melinda'd I love you.
0: you. I still wanna marry you, Nick Melinda. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Melinda. Melindic. <laughs> Hey Take me home tonight Uh,
1: Let's talk about this tip And then
0: uh, (laughs) I I don't want just a tip Melendic I need the whole thing
1: (laughs) I know you do I remember (laughs) Oh, That went somewhere really fast Oh Nick 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 Nick
0: If you got paid you gotta deliver those photos You know what I'm saying
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's in the contract, Mm -hmm. if you had a contract.
1: But Matthew Dartford from our very own Facebook group asked the following, and paraphrasing here, there are five churches with the same name in my city. I put down the name of the church and the postal code on my contract, but accidentally had the wrong postal code meaning the wrong church. As a result, on the day of the wedding, I showed up at the wrong church and had then had to find the right one. No photos missed from the day, but the ceremony started a little later than planned as a result. Paraphrase over. <laughs> so, with all that in mind what does everyone else do to make sure stuff like this does not happen i did think about sending out a q and a document where i where i leave them with the responsibility to get all the details correct does anyone do anything similar
0: mm Mm. Nick, we do send out a Q&A document where we leave them the responsibility to get all the details correct. But what we've also taken to doing, Nick, because Jen and I are now running an associate photography business, is uh, any time we have a wedding booked at St. John the Evangelist, of which there's more than one in Indianapolis, we just book an associate photographer to show up at the other church. <laughs> <laughs> We tell them, you know, it could be a one-hour day, it could be a ten-hour day, and we will pay them accordingly. And mm-hmm. you know, if it ends up being a ten-hour day, just we just take the day all off. All <laughs> the St. Johns,
1: uh, Matthew, we've actually had the same thing happen here in Fort Wayne. <gasps> we have about four churches uh, that are uh, that are called a manual. Uh, Whether it's Emmanuel Lutheran, whether it's St. John Emmanuel, they all have the name Emmanuel in it. Um, And sometimes a lot of Bryans will just write Emmanuel on the contract. And um, it wasn't until it happened the very first time that we made damn sure to figure out which Emmanuel they are now talking about. And how'd that go? Uh, so actually for us, it was an associate situation as well. Um, Corinne was actually in, in that situation. She was the associate, uh, shooting with someone else. And
0: Corinne is not an associate. The name of the company is Dustin and Corinne. Treat your wife with some f-ing respect.
1: It was an associate. Treat your wife with some f-ing the respect. associate needed a second shooter and we couldn't find anyone. So we sent Corinne because I was shooting a wedding on my own that day. Well, now I look like the asshole. Is that what you yes. wanted to do? You brought it upon <laughs> yourself. Gladly um, I did. Treat <laughs> your wife bought, respect. It, because it was it was a video wedding.
0: She was shooting and video.
1: So just the ceremony. They just we liked. I like to have at least two people for the ceremony. And this wedding was only a ceremony video.
0: Listen, I'm literally crying tears over here. Yeah. You know I shoot um, video, right? You know I love Fort Wayne, right?
1: This was years ago. Love. Um, Oh, this was back
0: when you are still using like a full jib at your weddings?
1: It could have very well been the situation where I shot, it might have been the day I shot the wedding for you and Jennifer (laughs) and Corinne went to cover for me. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But if it makes you feel bad, that we'll call that. Yeah. We'll say that's. What so it was. I was in the ER all day. Okay, yep. got it. Yep. Yeah, perfect. That's why um, my best
0: friend Dustin McKibben didn't call me because I had already called him. Yeah.
1: got it. Exactly. Dropped my own wedding to co-cover yours. It's how much I love you. But um, you're the best. Anywho, so she showed up early to scout out the church and realized they were at the wrong one. And still made it to the right church, no problem, got set up. Because it was, like I said, just a ceremony video, not getting ready, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, we make sure we are at the right church when it has that name. There's a few other churches that are very similar. Like we have two St. Peter's, two St. Paul's, because the Lutherans and the Catholics all like to copy each other when it comes to names. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, said Paul, you know all the songs we wrote. Mm-hmm. Has this ever happened to you? Have you guys ever showed up to the wrong church?
0: Um, I think I've told this story before. We we showed up to the wrong uh, reception venue because the bride and groom told us it was at the wrong reception venue. Um, mm. And then we we got to the right one and it was after the bride and groom had made their entrance to the reception, but they knew we weren't there and they said they didn't care. So
1: I just, I highly recommend, uh, we don't do a question and answer document. I've thought about doing it just been too busy to ever put one together. Uh, it might be something I do this winter. I don't know. Um, but I, I highly recommend a week or two, three weeks before the wedding, just call your couple, run through the details real quick, make sure nothing's changed since, that's what, you know, they signed the contract. That's what Jen did,
0: does, though. She sends out a questionnaire, and then she has a follow-up call with them about the questionnaire. Still did not suss wow. out what happened with the reception venue. So.
1: Good times. Because we've had several couples that, like, they'll book us a year, year and a half in advance, put the reception hall down, and then for whatever reason, they'll switch venues or the venue opens up a second location and they'll switch to that second, you know, just something weird. Not a huge deal, but something that if I was purely going off of what my contract from a year and a half said, uh, would probably be awkward when I show up to the wrong place. But just calling them, making sure, you know, triple checking church location or ceremony location, getting ready location. Sometimes people plan on getting ready one place and then by, you know, the week before the wedding, they're like, oh, somebody got me a free hotel room. I'm going to get ready at a hotel now. So just keeping up to date with what's going on. Matthew, uh, I think uh, if you have to charge a little extra to, you know, accommodate your time to do that, do it. And then uh, donate that money back to us for giving <laughs> you that sweet, sweet <laughs> advice.
0: Alan Bailward from our very own Facebook group says, How do you guys organize your collections? I'm struggling to find a good way to get them done properly. Right now I have a horrible mess of collection sets that start with zero or or hashtag to put them at the top or number sign, hashtag or number sign, whatever you want to call it. A working folder that's full of everything I've ever worked on. Probably five to ten separate versions of finished folders, same with travel or personal or portfolio, plus a folder of smart folders, a hashtag underscore dashboard folder. It's a horrible mess. Would love to see what you guys do assuming you aren't in the same position as I am.
1: So, I assume he's talking about collections organizing and collections in Lightroom. I don't really mess around too much with collections in Lightroom. The only time I do is when I'm struggling with um, a second shooter that perhaps, uh, like, we shot separately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like my photos throughout the day to be organized, you know, with just bride, just groom. So on and so forth. I don't like a couple bride photos. Then boom, you have like three groom photos putting on a tie. Then boom, we're back to the photos of the bride's dress. Then boom. So I'll add photos into a collection because when you have photos in a collection within Lightroom, you can rearrange the order that they're in. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with what Alan was talking about. <laughs> I know. But I just thought it'd blow your mind because most people, that's their biggest... Uh, Criticism of Lightroom is you can't rearrange photos. Um, What the hell are you talking
0: about? You can rearrange photos. It's very simple.
1: When they're in a collection. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about right now. I just explained what I'm talking about right now.
0: Okay. So what do you mean you can't rearrange photos? You just adjust the time. Boom. Done.
1: No, you don't need to adjust the time when photos are in a collection. You just go to the photo and you drag it to where you want it. In sequence of photos okay yeah okay sorry i don't really ever use collections so
0: <laughs> Neither do I. that's sense. what i'm saying that's
1: that's the only reason i use them because um originally what i would have to do is i would export out of lightroom i would arrange them in bridge then i would rename them in bridge so that they were you know sequenced correctly Uh, But then when I would upload them to like my client proofing, my client proofing would default to putting them in the order in which they were exported, you know, the order in which they were taken because that's. You know, exported out of Lightroom so they would still be off, so then I'd have to go and then manually have to shift them to that the order. Like which is so they're much work, it sounds like you were wasting
0: yeah. so much time.
1: That's why when I Jeez. met this photographer who blew my mind by telling me, Oh, yeah, but you don't you even use this anymore, so
0: this is useless. This is you have found this to be useless in your workflow. No, no, I would no, use no, it every no, no. year. Oh, no, 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 you
1: don't get to lie like this. You just said. It's only when we shoot separately, which uh, I try not to simply because I don't want to rearrange the photos. Like
0: when somebody's shooting the groom and the other person's shooting the bride?
1: Yeah. Why do Typically you care? We try to shoot at the same time.
0: I just put them both into a folder called getting ready and then I don't look at that folder ever again. Yeah, but
1: I like them... Plus, what you're talking about, dragging the the
0: collections around so that when the bride and groom see them, they're in the right order or whatever, Uh, you're Mm -hmm. having to do that because you deliver on uh, USB, right? Correct. See, Jen and I deliver everything in pass, and in pass, I can just drag the photo to put it where it needs to go, just like you would do in your collections in Lightroom. I can just, after it's uploaded to pass, drag it to the right place. And then yeah. never touch it again. See, that sounds like too much work. It's the same amount of work as what you were just talking about. Can it's I also work get... I never do in past because I don't care.
1: So yeah, I care about my clients.
0: I care about them too. That's why I segment things into getting ready, details, family and friends, Mr. I and used Mrs. To do that all that kind on of stuff. The USB, yeah.
1: And then I stopped caring.
0: So what you're actually saying is I care more than you. That's what this comes down to?
1: No, just you care more than I do. I used to care as much as you do. Then I found out my clients weren't caring about what I was caring about, because all they care about is taking that USB drive to Walmart, plugging it in, and then all those folders you made are just out the window at that point. (laughs)
0: All the folders I made in pass?
1: No, I oh, made Okay, I was going to say. You you are me in this situation. We flipped the scripts. You're back to job. Script flip. I'm Melinda. Wait, no. You're Melinda. No, you sure are Melinda. No. Oh, now right. I'm Melinda because you flip script. So now that we really answered his question about collection. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh Alan... Jen and I don't run into this
0: problem because we create a new Lightroom catalog for every single thing we work on. We don't work with a giant Lightroom catalog like a lot of people do. Um, mm-hmm. Like the right people do. We find that working with a giant Lightroom catalog slows our whole Lightroom down. It slows our whole computer down. And
1: mm, let's use an external solid then state.
0: Then it's more likely to corrupt. And other, no not. It, oh my gosh, Dustin. We have external solid states. Those don't help. Mm. Do you... Mm. I'm so angry right now. Uh,
1: I see that your teeth get jiggly.
0: So we don't really run into this problem, Alan. Um, I guess the only advice I could really give you is edit your weddings faster, or get them sent back faster. If you can get a wedding edited in less than a week, then more than likely it'll be done before you have another wedding imported into your Lightroom. Boom, problem solved. Now you're not doing a bunch of weird stuff to put it up to working and other stuff like that. Uh, That's not really feasible for most people. Um, You could try doing what Dustin does, shipping your stuff out to an editing company and they would just take care of it for you. What's your editing company's turnaround, Dustin?
1: Uh, Three to five business days. Three to five
0: business days. Um, People who send their photos to Jen and I at Bespoke Tone turnaround time is, I think, six to seven business days. Um, So... With a method like that, you could have all the photos done and delivered within a week. Um, and then by the time you have your next wedding, you're not dealing with collections being off and everything. But yeah, no. In the meantime, your probably best bet is to do some sort of hashtag or zero thing and just have a sloppy mess of stuff. You know what you actually could do? You could start. Uh, you could start a catalog and just import stuff you're working on to that catalog. And then, when you're done, you export it as its own catalog, and then maybe you re import it into your larger catalog. Right, Dustin? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, you could have two separate catalogs one that's like an archival catalog, where it's just like, hey, all the stuff I've edited is here, so that when I want to go back and make like a best of post or whatever, it's all there. But the stuff I'm currently working on is separate. So then you don't have anything in your currently working Lightroom catalog that's finished and done with so you don't have to worry about putting in these like hashtags zeros and stuff at the beginning of your names so i i would just say there is no limit to the number of lightroom catalogs you can have so maybe look into using separate lightroom catalogs because then you don't have to worry about having a giant mess inside of your one giant lightroom catalog that slows you down mentally when you're trying to go through the
1: idea Stephen, of a catalog is a system in which, like almost a library, if you will. Mm Uh, in which you can organize things. Oh, so I Dustin, do you, you want to know how I use way... Final
0: Cut Pro X with my with a library system, which is very similar to the catalog system in Lightroom? Um, for each and every project I do, I create a completely new library in Final Cut Pro X, and then when I'm done with it, I move it to another hard drive and I never look at it again. Much like I do with the Lightroom catalogs that uh, Jen and I have from our business.
1: Hmm. Do you ever feel bad about killing all of these Lightroom catalogs?
0: No, I'm not killing them. I'm just putting them. Uh, I'm putting them to the sleep, and you know, in a few <laughs> years, I'll bring them back up out of their their deep sleep. Euthanizing and, them. No, no, no. I'm not euthan. I'm demolition manning them. So when they come Jeez. back out, um, Sylvester Stallone, he'll be there, and he'll be like, "Ooh, I can knit so well." And Wesley Snipes will come out, and he'll be like, "I know all the martial arts, and I can hack every computer. I'm your worst nightmare." And, and I'm the back guy. Bell. Oh yeah. Dog, you actually know a reference? <laughs>
1: uh, you seen a Demolition movie? Man like every week of my childhood. Can we just talk for one second about the
0: scene where Sylvester Sloan's like, yeah, let's have sex, Sandra Bullock. And she's like, cool. And then she puts on like a VR helmet and she's like, puts oh. on the helmet.
1: And he's like, what the hell's going on?
0: Because <laughs> that was maybe the like, funniest thing I need thing to ever. go to the
1: bathroom. And he's like, uh, what are these shells? Uh, what am I supposed to do with the like they still really never explain that part in the movie they just kind of left that up to you to be like what the fuck is the future going to be all about people shoving shells up their butts such a weird movie such a weird movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast if you love the show in demolition man please leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts. if you want to connect we're at wedding photo hangover on instagram dustin is on instagram at dustin underscore and steven's at steven van elk if you want to join the awesome community of listeners that contribute to the show every week join the wedding hangover facebook group if you want to help keep this podcast alive though Mm -hmm. head on over to steve and dustin save the world.com and you can sign up to support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month on top of the benefit of knowing that you're keeping a good show going because we got a good thing going here dustin we do
1: 100%. You also
0: get the benefit of bonus content like outtakes mm. from our guest episodes, or if you bump, bump it up to the $5 a month level, you get Steven Dustin, save the world, the very Ta-ka. elite podcast just for the very best of Patreon supporters. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding, Another wedding, wedding. <laughs> Dustin, what what have you been up to recently? You, you, you watched any any good Jeez. stuff since you got done with uh, the mayor's campaign? You you, you 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 doing movies? You doing TV shows? Uh, you got video games, oh, video games?
1: Watch Jack, watch Jack Ryan, the new season of Jack oh, was Ryan. Oh, is it good?
0: It was a good because I love uh, first season.
1: I haven't was, watched second was, season yet. See what I liked about the first season is he was the he was the. The superhero that didn't want to be a superhero, kind of character. Mm, yeah, and that's Jack this, Ryan to a T, my man. Exactly. And in this season, he's a little bit more hell bent on being like the warrior type character. Mm. He's a little bit more of a Tom Cruiseian, Brad Pitt, badass so, type. Yeah. so he kind of goes
0: through that in the books too i read the books when i was younger and uh, in the books it's kind Mm, of like i don't want to be a superhero and then he's like oh i guess basically i am the best at everything so i should do this shit that's
1: pretty much
0: yeah he kind of gets to a point where he's like oh actually i don't like my family possibly being in jeopardy and i don't like putting my life on the line and possibly having my family not have a dad anymore and then he's like I guess he doesn't I'll have become a family in the TV show though. Yeah. But in the books he did. And then like he be, ends up becoming like the director of the CIA at some point in time in the books. Or maybe like the director of operations or something like that. So like he moves mm. into more of a management desk job and then the books start to focus more on like the characters that are actually going out, getting shit done.
1: Gotcha. No, it's uh it felt like kind of sloppy writing. Like they were like, "Wow, season one did pretty good. Like we need to we need to slap together a season two. Um It's kind of kind of what it felt. like <sighs> to
0: me. Oh, that's sad. Sorry, I'll get to it eventually. I'll get to it, but right now
1: i I still need to watch the the boys one. Oh man, the that is one. so good. You you should put that top top of the list right away. It is. It's on t- as soon as no, I get you watch Jack Ryan first. So. Well, Jack Ryan was something that I thought I could kind of have in the background and two days later, I was like finished with the season. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a lot of, uh, foreign speaking. So like reading subtitles. So it's definitely not something I would recommend trying to watch while you edit. Yeah. Cause I'm sure I missed a ton of like subcontext. Maybe it was really good <laughs> writing. You just didn't get to read it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh man. Dude, yeah. I've been, uh, slowly working my way through the new season of Bojack Horseman. Season six, the yeah, final I season. I watch
1: cartoons, so. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, so I started watching it when it first came out because it was just it was like this funny cartoon with like more adult humor. And it just, it made me laugh a lot. And then like the last few seasons, they've had a bunch of episodes where it's just like, oh my gosh, that connects with me on a personal note. And it's very sad. And I'm feeling a lot of emotions. This season, season six, episode two, they do an episode about what it's like to be a working mom. And I cried so hard in the episode. And when it was done, I went to Jen and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how hard it is for you. It hit me so hard. And I mean, I've cried a few times before while watching Bojack Horseman. It's just, it's very well done, very well written, but Oh my gosh, this season, it's been hard for me to like the last few seasons, isn't this a comedy? It started out as a comedy. And it's just like a very, very much not a comp. Now it's more of a drama, I would say. It's just, it's very good. It's
1: The writing is phenomenal. It's an animated comedy. Yeah. Right?
0: In the background of one of the shots that was like taking place in the past in the world, they had a, a billboard up for Pup fiction instead of Pulp Fiction. Oh man, it's so good. I love all the terrible puns in the show based on animal <laughs> stuff.
1: Based on animal stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, dude, I've also been trying to. Uh, Destiny 2 is now free. I've been trying to play that a little more. Missed me some Destiny. My wife.
1: Missed me. My wife has alluded that uh, she may or may not be buying me a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Ooh. I told Jen we should buy
0: Ian a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and her response was mm-hmm. I showed him one, and he said he doesn't want it.
1: He likes adult games. Well, you need to get one so we can get Super Smash Brothers and play over the internet, Dustin. You
0: know I don't want to do that with you. I'd rather play first person shooter games with you because then I can win.
1: Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what first shooter. What is it? First person shooter? FPS. Games? Yeah. FPS. I I only want Super Smash Brothers,
0: Destiny, Fortnite, Apex Legends, uh, Call of Duty. You know, let's do if this. They remake Gold, bro.
1: For the Switch, I could be interested. Yeah,
0: no, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, yeah, let's let's do
1: it. <laughs> Perfect Dark became no fun when they made a gun that, like, shot through walls. Oh,
0: no, man, that gun was the best.
1: Yeah. You had to keep moving. You had to keep moving
0: and jumping and strafing. You never knew where the bullets mm-hmm. were going
1: from. Plus, they switched the controls from GoldenEye, so it was, like, a t- totally different control setup. You could switch the controls back
0: in settings. You just wouldn't play as well as everyone else who got adjusted to the better controls. Right, exactly. Okay. All right, Dustin. We well, should probably call this one quits. It's been uh, it's been a yep. hot minute.
1: I need to get back to editing my dead baby videos. Dustin, Steven.
0: that what you threw all that at me before we started recording. You can't throw that at me at the end of recording. I'm so sad I just, now.
1: I just did. All right. Yeah. No,
0: we're leaving on a real downer, everyone.
1: Sleep safe, like your baby.
0: I hate you. Bye. <laughs> I don't want just a tip, Melendic. I need the whole thing. I know you do. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!